With me, Pete. Yes. No Moses today. Yep. And and no space. We are recording over Skype. You don't know the don't know. Over Skype. I'm in the car recording with my phone and the recorder in some weird hodgepodge of a of a of a of a setup. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Normally guys get sent to the couch, Pete gets sent to the chair, <laughs> to the car. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, relax, relax. Yo, all right, let's get into it today. Actually, before we start, you know what? Yeah, I got I got a card and a present from church today, and I don't know why, but every time I get a card, I just feel like there should be money in it, and every time there's not, it makes it sad. Oh uh, yeah, happy. Is it? Wait, is no? When tomorrow's your birthday? <laughs> My birthday was last week, you pagan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the fifteenth. That's Nancy's birthday. That's Nancy's birthday. That is Nancy's birthday. Wait, yours is on the 13th. The 10th, Pagan. Yeah, the 10th, 13th, three days. It's cool. I'm pretty sure Undertaker's birthday is today as well. Actually. Undertaker? Wait, wait, but is that his real birthday? Yeah, his actual birthday is today, I think. Did you know Kane wasn't Undertaker's brother? Yeah. I, I only, I only, I legit, I think, found this out this year. Crazy. That Kane you know, wasn't his real no. brother. Kane's a mayor. Sorry? Kane is a mayor in Knoxville. Kane is a mayor? Yeah. He's, As in like the wrestler? <laughs> yes. He's a mayor Glenn now. Jacob. He's a mayor. Uh, I'm not surprised. It's America, isn't it? <laughs> nah, nah, still. I mean, the wrestling was a profession, so, you know. Why not? Trust me. All right, mm. let's get into it today. Want to go one that. for one? I'm sorry, not sorry. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Do you want to go first? Okay. Or should I? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. Mm. So, um, is there any point to um, quote unquote covering people with the blood of Jesus? I.e., is there any power in the blood of Jesus? Um. So. With, I I mean I probably need to need to be intentional about searching for this in the Bible, uh, this idea of covering with the blood. However, I know there is the um the symbolism in, you know, when the spirit of death. So with the last plague that God um used to punish Egypt, um against yep. the house of Pharaoh there was the symbolism of having the blood on a doorpost covering mm-hmm. the house such that the angel of death would pass over that house. So there is that symbolism of there being literal blood um, over the, you know, covering the house or blood on the door covering the house sort of thing. So there is, I, I think, it comes more down to the... Um, the the sentiment, if that makes sense, you're not. No one's going to try and find a veil or, or a a pail of Christ's blood and pour it over you and have blood covering you. But 
um, there is the symbolism in blood on a doorpost. I think they also use blood on the um, covenant, on no, on the Ark of the Covenant, uh, in the tabernacle, to you know, uh-huh. as part of the rituals of uh, cleansing, um, covering sin and whatnot. So there's the symbolism. So when people say covered in the blood, I think the sentiment is what they're what they're what they're gunning for. Um, by by God's grace, not- I think Ow. he. Sorry. But, 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 but like, there's no actual power that, 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 well, that so can be invoked by there, praying by the blood. There, there's there's power in the sentiment, in the idea that by virtue of Christ's sacrifice, I can say these things. Because it's Christ's sacrifice. At the end of the day, it's Christ's sacrifice that um, affords us any power at all whatsoever. It's Christ's sacrifice that allows us to be reconciled to the Father, that allows us to identify as you know children, that allows us to be... Um, protected that you know so there's there's sentiment in there's power in what christ did and in christ's finished work so when they when they claim to cover the blood i think the sentiment is tapping into the power of christ's finished work does that make sense it makes sense yeah so i think i think there's power then luckily i think god isn't like a harry potter spell where if you don't say the word right you know you don't get it right it's more about the heart posture is more about the sense the sentiment in that sense god knows our heart knows what we're praying for and that's where i think you know there's there's value there's power in words of course but i think when it's a common thing to say oh covered by the blood covered by the blood you know i plead the blood and all of that i think it's tapping into the sentiment or tapping into the power of christ's finished work and that's why i think those prayers can still be effective but if you're asking because you can't find god you can't find christ's blood you can't find it it's not like because Christ didn't stay in the in the in the tomb. He's in heaven. So where are you gonna go and get his blood? So the the point isn't I'm covering you in the blood and all of that. Uh, you know sometimes I'll dip you in the blood and all of that. There's not enough blood in the human body to be dipped into. So it's more tapping into the finished work of Christ where there is power. And I think when people pray that it's tapping into Christ's finished work and, and thus you know. Yeah, I think there is there's definitely power in the blood in that sense. Okay. Yeah. Yep, I'm happy. I'm happy with right. that. So, then coronavirus. Yeah? Yes. Is <laughs> this a indication of the end times? No. Nah. <laughs> you're gonna have to justify that uh, I feel like this is just this year's Ebola you know this is this is just like the 2020 Ebola mm. and next year will be something different I mean, yeah yeah I'm not into like conspiracies but I feel like there's a conspiracy because mm. there can't be a, there can't just be like a new disease coming every year <laughs> <laughs> like without fail mm. <laughs> That doesn't need something. Um, um, I think, yeah, I don't think. Does the Bible say anything about disease com- coming in the end time? It does, uh, actually. I'm not Yeah. Well, I can't remember the verse exactly, but I think it talks about there being new diseases and us hearing about plagues and, you know, there's all of these things that we actually are seeing now but those aren't necessarily 
those are part of the process like labor pains those are things that will come but they aren't an indication necessarily of okay after these things he's coming it's more these are the labor pains that must come and so once we start seeing these things we should be mindful and we'll start seeing those things ramp up ramp up ramp up which is what's been happening is we're having a ramping up but that's not you know that's not the all right it's go time if that makes sense yeah yeah i don't think there'll be i don't think to, to be honest i can't say i don't think end will happen anytime soon because mm. only the lord knows the time mm-hmm. um but 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 i don't think corona is um what what we should be judging about okay because because if you want to be honest, next year there'll be a next thing <laughs> corona's 2020 2020, bro. <laughs> Ebola was 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 2019. Mm. Had bird flu, had swine flu. Oh, we just need. You know what? We just need to be be better at washing our hands, and then there'll be no problem. Well, I think coronavirus yeah. is actually 2019 as well, because I think Corona came. Uh, it was first found in 2019. That's why it's COVID 19, I believe. I saw it on. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it didn't get popping until 2020, so it's the 2020 virus. <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, think, right. I think it can be, it, it, it shouldn't be taken for granted. Like, yeah, like you said, wash your hands, proper hygiene, whatnot. It's an epidemic. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, the majority of the people dying have preconditions or um, pre-existing conditions well, just of, old. Of, of age. They're just but, old. Yeah. But I mean, still, you know, it's still tragic. It's still unfortunate. Um, however, I think it's easy to be swayed into fear. It really is, and and with the way the media presents it, with the numbers that they present it, in the way that the manner the manner in which they present it, so many people are just responding based off fear, and that's why you see people buying toilet roll for things that essentially exhibits the symptoms of the flu. Like you don't get diarrhea with the flu, so why why are you panicking over toilet roll? But because people are acting for fear, it's just. Uh, yeah, I went to the shops yesterday. I could find no no toilets issue. I was so unimpressed. It's uh, it's unfortunate, but I think yeah, yeah, that's uh, let's play, let's pay yeah. the blood for them, for us all. Eat the blood. I just wanted to talk about Corona today. Um, mm-hmm. What I want to talk about? I wanted to talk about um. So, with coronavirus happening mm-hmm. and spreading, is now the time. When all the people with the with the with the gift of healing need to be out there in the streets showing what they can do. Yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because, um, I believe I believe that all of the gifts, all of the spiritual sort of gifts, are you know of course they're meant for the body. Of course they are you know powerful and effective. But I think more than anything they should be used only at the discretion or only at the direction of God. So I don't think it's a matter of necessarily um, a response to a situation or a response to, in this case, an epidemic. I think it's more, it should be more a a following of the direction of God because not to say that um, God wants anyone to be sick and to die from sickness, no. But I think where healing for instance is not I, I heard someone say this healing is not a reward it's a sign and it's like well if you're going to give someone a sign you want them to be going somewhere and so 
I, I think it should be under the direction of God to be a sign for people to point them towards God and not necessarily just a response to the situation. Of course, I believe we can pray. Of course, I believe God can heal. Of course, I believe, you know, if he's leading people to, then, yeah, they can go out and heal. But I don't necessarily think it's just, oh, well, here's an epidemic. Let's go in and heal people. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the way it works. Okay. Is that, um, what, is that what you wish you would see? More people casting up the demon that is the coronavirus. Yeah, but Corona's not a demon, though. It's just people being... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. I'm sure, I'm sure some um, Pentecostal prayers have uh, have made it a demon. Yeah. My thing is, like, you'll see you'll see people going out into into the shopping centres saying that they prayed for one guy's leg to be healed and they prayed and then he was walking fine. It was great. Mm. I just feel like if you, if you could do that for the guy with a leg, you could do that with the, for, for the guy with Corona. I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that that can be done. I don't doubt that at all. I just think it's. I think we we it shouldn't. I don't. I don't believe healing is just a matter of um. Demonstration, like I, I don't think that's the way it works. But I think it is a sign, and so when God directs us to, then it can be a sign that will direct people to Him. No, that's just. Oh, like definitely. That. But, but then, wouldn't. Us being under the mandate of making disciples of the world, wouldn't sorry, what was that? I mean, wouldn't like the Great Commission of, of, of us going out and making disciples in the world? If we can use these signs and say we got this from God, wouldn't that be like a great way to get more disciples of into the faith? Of course, of course, it would be. But then I think it's also it's also worth noting that signs, you know, signs in and of themselves aren't it's a sign it's a sign to god but it's not always it's not foolproof like yeah you know because especially now post-truth someone could rationalize it away or someone could say well you know he, he the the symptoms were on the downset anyway or, or whatever like there's there's so many reasons why it's not in and of itself on its own the 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 end or be or of you know the evangelistic evangelistic um effort however i think as well I, well and, and i'm guilty of this as well i don't think we live our lives in such manner as would warrant us that power if you think of how the disciples and how the early church sort of lived we're not living we're not you know we're, we're trying we're striving but we're so far removed we're not really living like they did and so i'm not surprised i don't know seeing the power I, feel, as they did. I feel like in the early days we give the, the, the disciples a bit too much credit because like when times got tough they were gone oh no and they, they were, were gone, like they were gone but then even when times did get tough and they were gone they still you know they would come back like peter when the small girl was like, oh, you're one of his disciples, he was like, probably, you know, like a Nigerian movie, he'd be like, Tofiakwa or whatever. He'd be like, nah, I wasn't, nah, nah, nah. You know, whatever, swearing up and down. He 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 bailed when, when, it, when it got tough, and yet still, he came back. But when I say we're not living like they lived, the early church, um, I think Paul wrote about how they would literally share everything. They were meeting daily. They were sharing the word and breaking bread. They were living as a family, you know, in the aftermath of this epic movement of, of God. And 
their lives showed it. They would pray and, and they would do whatnot. But I, look, I'm looking at my life now and, you know, on a daily, I'm going to work. And, you know, I'm not really connected to a group that we daily go through the word and we daily, you know, search it out and we, we're daily praying. And I really should be. And, I, you know, I pray that God gives me an ability I mean, to, to your game. or to move. Sorry? So you need to step up your game. Probably, I do. I do. I certainly <laughs> do. Yeah, yeah. But, we all do, Peter. We all do. But if if I'm not if I'm not living like that, I shouldn't be surprised if I'm not seeing what they saw. If that makes sense, like by God's grace, we still see enough. You know, we still see enough to be fully convinced. But we're not seeing it at all as as they did, and it's not really a surprise when you look at how we're living, sort of thing. Mm. So um, I've seen like some things floating about the internet, mm. um, and pe- um, people comparing things like Corona to um, diseases God used to purge like races in in the Old Testament. Mm. Do you think there's, there's, there's like any parallels between them? So that so that's like, do you think Corona is of God? No, and it's is no. it? No, no, because if if it is, then Christ's work isn't finished. Because I what do you mean? God in the Old Testament uh, and with like, you know, with, with the sort of removal of certain groups of people and stuff like that, there was always the note that their iniquity was full and God had removed them. Or there was always a, um, it was always almost in response, like a, a revenge because God would have extended the olive branch to them or they were cruel to Israel for no reason or they were serving other gods that stood against God the God of Israel and, and so stuff like that right now if you're looking at um, if you're looking at the fact that we are post the finished work of Christ where the entirety of God's judgment the entirety of punishment of sin was met in the body of um, was met in the body of Christ then any sort of um any sort of uh, um, um, punishment thereafter is almost superfluous. It's like, well, I thought you punished it in Christ already, if Christ's sacrifice was for the entirety of the world, if that makes sense. If the entirety of sin was punished in Christ, then God doesn't have, um, then he doesn't, you know, it's double jeopardy. It's already been punished, unless it wasn't. And if it wasn't, then we Christians are, you know, then what we believe in but if it was that Christ died for the sins of mankind and all of the sin was punished in Christ, then there's no reason for God to bear grudge against anyone now, per se. Now, of course... But then how would you explain... Um, is it Ananias and his wife? Ananias and Zafira. Zafira? Well, yeah, I don't know if they're Zafira. Yeah, yeah. And with them lying to the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. Yeah. How come that wasn't covered by... Well, I don't, that's the thing. I don't think that wasn't... I don't think that was... Um, what do I call it? I don't think that was punishment for us. It wasn't the wages of... I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to say it. But I think it's slightly different in yeah. that there was an element of... Um, oh, I can't remember if I read this or if I, if I heard it on a podcast. But there was an element of, like... Someone said an element of... Uh, an escape goat or not escape goat but you know this is the early church this is a new thing and it was like setting the tone 
for how you interact with God or or, or something like that. Um, I've heard I think that's that, what I said. Well, I've I said heard that, that argument, but it's not necessarily like your sin because their sin. What was their sin then? Their sin was lying, or lying. their sin was holding some of their stuff back. I think. Oh, I, I can't remember someone because I felt really, I felt really good about the way someone explained it, and I'm I'm butchering it right now. But yeah, there, there there's an element of it was like. Um, yeah, this is early church. It's new interactions. We're setting the scene, and so you can't we'll just set um, the yeah, setting the standard sort of thing because we don't hear that after the fact. And I'm sure after the fact, you know, statistically speaking, I'm sure someone lied about something and they didn't get killed. But that sort of was the first one in that it was the first sort of new thing, first time in that new thing where you had someone doing something like slightly devious in in that oh yeah we sold the land for this much but we're going to keep this and give the rest of the church if that makes sense like it felt yeah someone said someone said something about it being like a setting of the standard but then also there's an element of um the holiness the holiness of what they were trying to do um oh, oh I'm, I'm butchering it i'm butchering it completely but yeah, I need to go and find it. There was a reason why I felt comfortable with it being different from just the sins of the world, but then being intentional about doing something um, in that time and at that stage that meant, okay, I understand why God had to kind of take you out, if that makes sense. Yeah, but... Do you think that you think that God chose Jesus still like takes people out? Sorry. Every now. Do you think post Jesus mm. that God still takes people out, people out every now and again? Cause like, cause like, um, like, um, I know there's there's one story that was so every now and again about the captain of the Titanic who said like, I think what did he say? Like, like, like the Titanic was like so amazing that not like not even God could stop it or something. And then it sank. Whether whether, whether that's a true story or not, I don't know. Mm. But but like, do you think God can and would? in this day and age, like, just like, you know, like, suckle someone because they, 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 they were just, like, talking a bit too much grease mm-hmm. or doing a bit too much. I think God can. I think God can. But actually, even backtracking to what I was saying about Ananias and, and his wife, I think in the story of Job, we see God does, God can do whatever he wants. It's in, it's in line with him, in line with his power to do whatever he wants and to interact with people differently. So I can't say he's not, you know, I can't blanket quote and say he can't or whatever. He can. He's God. He's all powerful. He absolutely can take people out if he sees it necessary. The the, the thing the thing I struggle with is the fact that if Christ's work is finished for all mankind, then we all have opportunity now to be reconciled. And the way I understand it is people will go to hell not necessarily because of their sin, but because of their rejection of Christ. And if you reject Christ, then you're not accepting the righteousness and and the means to which you can be reconciled. And then you're like, nah, 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 I don't want this finished thing. I'm going to go based on my own merit and your own merit won't get you in. That makes sense. Kind of thing, yeah, so... God can, uh, definitely God can. I would never say God can't do anything. The only thing he can't do is lie. And that's because he said he can't lie. <laughs> but, but what if that was a lie? 
Watch how you get taken out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah talking greasy Bam. over there. Nah, God knows Grace, bro. Grace, Grace, Grace. But you know, because I, I was thinking about this, I think I was because um I think last week I was reading um during the I think it's the Exodus. No, not that. No, that's that's completely wrong. But I was reading about Uzziah or whoever the guy that the Ark of the Covenant was falling, and he went to try and then stop it from falling. Yeah. Got taken out. And yes. Oh, what's that? It's Uzziah, or uh, well, I think it's during the time of. Uh, David, when he was bringing the covenant back yeah, into Jerusalem, yes. yeah, yeah, um, but it was just what what struck me was the reality of if you switch on a light in a dark room, the darkness cannot coexist with it, and so when you've got something holy, something that isn't holy cannot touch that thing. It will either make that thing unholy, or it will be taken out, and in the case of the Ark of the Covenant the person was taken out. So it wasn't even, I don't even think it was a matter of anger per se. I don't think it was a matter of um, an angry sort of, you shouldn't have done this response. I think it was, for lack of a better like explanation, a it was physics. Holiness. Yeah, it was the physics of holiness. Where holiness is, if you touch something that is holy, either you are unholy enough to make it unholy, or it is holy enough to extinguish you. And that's what happened with that guy is he got extinguished. Shout so, out to the guy that... Sorry? No, go on. So with that Ananias and Sophia thing, or I, I think there's something there as well with what was going on, with with the, the holiness of that situation that also makes it stand out for me a little bit as well. But but then there's also this this idea of where with that holiness thing as well, it's just physics. And so God could, of course, extinguish the people. Yeah, because physics. Yeah. 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 And I think it's, it's his love for us that stops him eradicating us because of his holiness. Well, that's the thing. So Socrates... This is the thing with holiness, right? Socrates said this. He said he he does believe that deity can forgive sins. He just can't see how. Because regardless of love, holiness demands perfection. And thus, where there is sin, to forgive the sin is to deny the holiness, is to deny the the justice of that, if that makes sense. To forgive it. I yeah. can't say and then, I'm a holy God and sin equals death. And then when you sin, I don't give you death. Then I'm not. That's what Jesus. That's what Jesus was for. And that's the unique Jesus, thing about Jesus, Christ. Jesus then makes that make sense. Yeah, that's the unique. That's what I think is the unique thing about Christianity. Because yes. it was, it, because it was, it was only. Pardon? No, no, no. Carry on. Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying, like it, it would. It, it, the, the only person that could, the, the only thing that can satisfy the wrath of God was God Himself. Would that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, so 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 so, so, so Jesus dying was the only way to satisfy the wrath that He caused. Yeah, because we were pagans. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The same. Yeah. Some people are more pagans than others, but pagan is pagan. You get me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking more about death. Mm. I was at I was at an event yesterday, 
it was like a, a like a sex Christian sex um, Q and A type event. It's pretty good. And and uh, one of the questions was about contraception and like whether contraception um, kind of almost like spits in the face in God giving us the ability to to like have children and stuff. Mm. That's, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about um, the morning after pill. Mm-hmm. If you take the, if you take the morning after pill, right? Mm-hmm. Does that count as abortion? Is is the morning after pill abortion? It's yes. Abortion is, I think, once there has been uh, fertilization. So sperms can exist on their own. Ovaries can exist on their own. Once there's successful fertilization there is in my opinion there's life and so then it's abortion so if you when does fertilization happen when well i think i think that's that science and i think science dictates um i don't know how many hours or days after intercourse there might be successful um fertilization i don't know I, I actually don't know that. Um, I don't know the um, the duration. But I know that um, once there is fertilization, then there's life. Or the possibility of life, definitely. Um, but once there's fertilization, there's life, or that process begins. And that's when I think there could be abortion. So the morning after pill, I would have to, I'd have to research and see if by the morning after there's fertilization if there is then i think yeah it's abortion if there isn't then i don't think it is would it stop you using the morning after pill if if your if your evidence found that it like concluded that that it, it was a type of abortion um well i'm married now so i don't think i need to use the morning after pill yeah but well, yeah but what if you have an accident and then you don't you know you're not ready to have like another baby well, then I guess I'm not going to go do the research then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go do the research till after we finished. No, but then even then, even then, um, I think if 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 um if the morning after pill would terminate a fertilized baby, then I don't think I can, in good conscience, use it. Even if we have an accident, you know, God will provide. Because at the end of the day, children are a gift from God as well. You know, we could have sex without contraception and she won't get pregnant. But if we do, and hey. she does, then um, it's a gift from God. And, and I believe if it's a gift from God, then he will provide the means to take care of that child as well. So, yeah. And, and in saying yeah. that, I don't think, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm judging anyone who has had an abortion at the extreme or anyone who has used them on and after pill I think there's still it's unfortunate there's grace it's unfortunate and I don't know the circumstances um, but yeah I, I don't think I don't think it's, a, it's it's not a judgment it's not a judgment call is what I'm saying of course of course of course yeah, yeah. there's situations and things work out sometimes things don't work out and yeah. um, sometimes you've got to do what's best for you sometimes you have to think about what's best for I don't want to say that. Oh, I'm gonna say yeah. I was, I was, I was seeing if you'd redeem it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it's just a matter of your faith. I think at the end of the day, it comes to your. It comes down to your faith. You know. Mm. Yeah. And, 
So if you had to like use like scripture to um say why stuff like abortion is wrong, how would you go about 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 that? Well, with abortion, it's this determination of life, isn't it? Abortion is murdering a baby. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't think anyone can justify murder. Just because you can't see the baby doesn't mean you're not murdering it if there's been fertilization, successful fertilization. Mm-hmm. So th- that that's my only argument is it's murder. Unfortunately, there's a nice word for it, abortion. Which just sounds. You know, that's not, uh, that's uh, not to stop, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's, <laughs> it's baby murder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 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 the unfortunate thing is, I think it's how complex that process is. You don't make a baby just by you know plucking a fruit from a tree. You know, there's the element of sex involved, and unfortunately, that area of sex has been so um, tainted today that it could either be you know there was no consent or you know there was an element of rape or whatever you know there's that's there's so much um corruption with that idea but if you look at how god intended it to be that sex is an is is a is a perk of the institution of marriage where there is a um a man and a woman who under God's um, and and in the holiness of matrimony have joined together, then children, that's that's the perfect environment through which children can come, but that's not the environment we see today, and that's not what sex is today. So that's why it's sticky. Otherwise, it's just baby murder. Oh yeah. And and you know, so it- there's arguments as to. Well, what if it's at the risk of the mum? Then you're just choosing between mother murder and baby murder, which isn't good. And that's where there's a true ethical dilemma. Otherwise, it's just baby murder. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think children who get aborted go straight to heaven? <laughs> this is <laughs> this is where um, I I I have my theories on the age of accountability. Per se. Okay. So, initial sin wasn't until there was recognition or knowledge of good and evil. So up until the point at which a child or a person can differentiate um, knowingly between good and evil, I think they don't fall under, or I think they don't they haven't reached that age of accountability. At which point, I don't think their sins are imputed to them so babies children i don't know the age per se but at the point at which they have knowledge of good and evil i think they fit in that um that dynamic that adam and eve were in prior to that i don't think they i don't think they do and i think they go to heaven regardless at that point oh yeah but again you know there's grace and i don't know i don't know this thing i just got a theory and that's just you know off of what I see in the Bible and I don't know the Bible through and through so that could change I feel like with unborn babies like isn't if you're if you're born sinful if you haven't been born then are you still sinful yeah well that's the thing and then that's that's (laughs) well no but then that's 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 what my argument is is when you're when you're born into sin yes we're born into sin David even said he was conceived in sin 
but um that doesn't sit or that doesn't in my mind that doesn't marry with the idea of our sins being um um being punishable if that makes sense by hell yeah and so if you have a baby like quite literally thinking of a a baby who by all indications is innocent going to hell for being born i get it i get it if the if there's the genetic defect of sin but again when sin did enter it was only upon recognition of the knowledge of good and evil and thus even though there's that genetic um if if i'm to look at it as a genetic defect in humanity and thus inheritable by fact of we are descendants of adam and eve yeah but maybe i'll say it's a genetic um it's a genetic flaw that doesn't uh, it's it's like we're carriers but it doesn't become full-blown until we know the difference between good and evil does that make sense like you know how you can have like a recessive gene yeah yeah then i could say okay at the point at which we recognize not that we have the knowledge of good and evil at that point that gene becomes dominant otherwise it's recessive and i can still see why people can go to heaven but then that's just again that's just how i've sort of married it in my mind <laughs> the calvinist will tell you the potter is well within his rights to make a potter uh, to make a pot to be destroyed and to make a pot to be glorified and we can't say anything yeah man you can't say nothing um another well um just off the back of that mm. um first corinthians 7 just reading it now mm -hmm. um it's talking about um if you marry an unbeliever yeah and then at verse 14 it says for the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife mm -hmm. and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband yeah. otherwise your children would be unclean but as it is they are holy yeah so you think like before children have an understanding of good and evil, mm. they are holy if their parents are holy, or you feel like they're just holy regardless. Not holy, but like can't be blamed for whatever sins they commit. I don't think I understand the question per se, because are you then saying like if if they are if their parents are holy? then regardless of their knowledge, they are holy. Yes. That's uh, what I'm asking. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. Because I think, so the argument I'm making is with the age of accountability. The age at which you should be accountable for what you do. Mm -hmm. And so I think regardless of um, the, the, the state of the parents, they 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 until they reach that age of accountability are doing quotation marks um they i don't think their sins are you know i don't think they're accountable for their sins regardless of the state of their parents mm. Mm. okay cool i'm happy with that and you know what my mouth is hurt a bit i think i'm <laughs> i broke something in my mouth so do you think we'd, do you think we'd be okay to round up a little early today yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yes. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't think this oh. episode is gonna sound particularly nice. So, yeah, the sooner. Nah, just them, listen, listen to my voice. Sorry, listen, listen to my voice. It'll be okay. Put in that pillow. Yeah, you're, you're probably gonna sound worse, to be honest. But yeah. Actually, 
even when I sound worse, I sound best. Good for you, Robert. Good for you. Amen. All right. So, um, hookups. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to go first, or should I? Yes, I'll go first. All right. My hookup is my hookup is a book ah. called God's Word for Every Need: Devotions from Papa's Hearts. Um. I don't know if it's a good book, but I, I, I was given it by my pastor, so I'm assuming it will, it will be. <laughs> yeah. It's like daily devotions. So, um, get your copy too, and and we can see together how how good it is. Okay, I've got yeah, that'll be my books to get through. To be honest. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Nice one. Send me the link. I'll put it in the description. Um, oh, the link. I just got the book. I'll see if I can find it. Send, send me the title <laughs> then. Yeah. Uh, the title and the author, so I can find it. Yeah. Okay. So my hookup is a YouTube channel. Um, it's it's, it's not it's not anything uh, particularly. Uh, strange it's called how ridiculous um i think i've shouted them out before but i just like them they're, they're cool the three guys it's like have you heard of dude perfect no right. well they're they're essentially tell me who is peter sorry tell me who it is well they're three australian guys and they drop stuff from like a hundred meters. Oh, I know those guys, yeah. and they drop like watermelons and, 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 and like and like bowling balls and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, good stuff. But they're Christian as well, and um, yeah, I mean they don't really their Christianity has nothing to do with what they do on YouTube, but it comes through every now and then, and they're just it's just a fun just a fun channel to watch. Yeah. Yeah, they drop What's stuff. Big stuff. Yeah, drop stuff on <laughs> massive trampolines and do it slow. Where do you get the money to do all of that stuff? Well, that's the thing. Initially, uh, you could see that they were just doing like watermelons, and they will make a point to let us know that it was like rotten watermelons that were going to get thrown out anyway. So they were very conscious of the budget, but obviously, as um, the channel's grown and they monetized, and they sell some merch as well. You know they've got more money to invest in the in the in the channel. Peter, we need to monetize ourselves. We need to start making money. Mm. We're doing this for too long. You know what? Yeah, we need to have an episode where we talk about the fact that we've passed two hundred episodes. We haven't done that, and I think it's very rude that we didn't do that. We have not. No. And the other day, I was, I was going through all the stats, and I was like, oh, I think I think we need to make time to shout out all the people that made it possible for us to get two hundred episodes because that is. No, let's do that next week. Let's do that next week. Put it together. Let's do it next yeah. week, man. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll talk about ways to make money from this. <laughs> what? Am I, am I okay to make money from Christian content? <sighs> Which is... Uh, yeah, all right. But we need sponsors. We need to, we need to be sponsored by, uh, by Uniqlo and by... Who else? Um, Super Dry. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a list. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, let's talk about it. I've got a list. Cool, all right. Um, shout out to Ruth for the intro out music. Yeah, yeah. Calvin, 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 my mouth. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. <laughs> you can find us at Twitter at the Furnace UK. You can email us at tbsfurnacehotmail.com. Mm. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Black Suspense. No apostrophe. Mm. 
on all good podcast websites and apps like this first with an apostrophe. Mm. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, um, happy belated oh, birthday, Robert. Yes, it was my birthday March 10th. That's just four days ago. So, uh, five days ago, so not too bad. No, four days ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great birthday. Nice, nice, nice. I apologise, it slipped me completely. But then again, my birthday slipped me, so... Yeah. Wait, when's your birthday? on the 21st? My birthday's next week, yeah. On the 21st? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, happy birthday in advance, in case yeah, I forget. Yeah, it'll slip me. I think that day we're going for a wedding. We're old, we're old enough yeah. now for it to not matter. Nah, bro, I still want presents. <laughs> You're not getting any from me, evidently. And that's, that's so sad. <laughs> you know, I, I remember there was, there, there was a time in uni where there were, like, a bunch of, like, Asian dudes and, uh, and like, they were all, like, like friends and stuff. Yeah. And, like, every birthday, whenever it was someone's birthday, they would, like, all tip in money together in case of Xboxes and Playstations and all of those. For real? I was like, right. I can't have friends like that. I need those kind of friends. <laughs> <laughs> I need those kind of friends. Nah. You know what? I want friends that will spend money on me. Like, you'll be watching, you'll be watching, like, Wedding videos where all the groomsmen will, will, will get the groom like a PlayStation or, or something expensive. Those are the kind of friends I need. Robert, be the kind of friend you need. There you go. I can't. I can't be giving myself presents. People think I'm narcissistic. <laughs> be that kind of friend to someone else. You selfish guy. Oh gosh. Nah, nah bro. <laughs> I need the presents first. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But cool. Oh, my, my, my mouth is killing me. Hope it's not Corona. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. We plead the blood for your mouth. Corona's not... Doesn't do anything to your throat, does it? No, I think you just have a cough and fever symptoms. Nah, I've got that. Oh, sorry. If, if you have Corona. Cool. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Flower.